This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. Hi, I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Todd Barrett, author of CNET's The Real Deal. And we're here with producer Veronica, who's taking our photo even as we speak. Because Molly doesn't like the picture on Flickr. That's right. So we're getting a new Flickr picture. And welcome, by the way, to Buzz Out Loud, the podcast of indeterminate length. In case you are new to our podcast, we will attempt to keep our inside jokes, goof-offs, and references to our various Web 2.0 properties Even to a minimum. Even we don't know how long this podcast will be until it ends. It's true. Let's find out. Shall we? Firefox 1.5. We yeah. talked about it yesterday, and as promised yesterday, it appeared. There it was, and I made the big switch. Yeah, Tom. And I'm not talking about the IE switch. Exactly. Not that switch. A better switch. I switched from Mozilla Suite... Which, while still supported, is no longer being developed. There is a project called SeaMonkey, which I'm also I have downloaded, which is going to continue developing the Mozilla Suite code. And I may go back to that someday. Really? Right now, it's in one alpha. Hmm. It's pretty pretty hanky. So uh, I switched to Firefox, and it was hard. Aww. Hard work. Which is actually, which is actually sort of hilarious, considering where Firefox comes from. I have to admit, part of it was user error. The, I was trying to import the bookmarks, and I was having a hell of a time until I discovered where you press import bookmarks from Mozilla One, <laughs> and then um, I, I pressed see. that button, and it worked fine. So part of it was just tracking that button down. It wasn't obvious. It was a little little buried. Yeah. Kind of. Um, yeah, I and find, then I had an RSS. I find that a lot of menu options in Firefox are a little more buried than they could be. I had an RSS reader that I had to, you know, reconfigure. Yeah. And, and it was a Mozilla plugin, but luckily they had just come out with a Firefox plugin hey, for the same handy. thing. So, but then I had to reconfigure all my RSS feeds. So, how are you finding it though? I mostly I find it fine. I mean, I, a couple things don't work that did work in Mozilla, which I find extraordinarily odd. That is weird. Uh, like the login on CNET.com. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> type in the box where I could on Mozilla. I have never had that problem in Firefox, I'll say. So. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, who knows? Well, I have been using Firefox for a while and upgraded to 1.5. And um, I so far, it's funny because I was super psyched about the drag and drop tab functionality. But so far, I haven't had an opportunity to use it. Oh, I Which I find either. kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um, but here's what I want. Before the new Firefox came out, I had this extension, tab browser extensions, which is really, really bad. And you're never supposed to install it ever because it, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's not supported code. at all. And, yeah. you know, they say it's unstable code and the guy's never going to kind of work on it. But it lets you control literally every single thing about tabs and how they act, which is cool. Like you can color code, code them and you can um, open color code. You can color code it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> After that, we'll get some back bacon and play some hockey. All right. Dude, I went to high school in North Dakota. No wonder I talk like that. Anyway, um, so you can do all this stuff. One thing that it had was every time you typed a URL into the URL field, it would launch that into a new tab, which I loved, but not all the time. So what I want, and this is my open letter to Firefox developers and or extension writers, is I want to type the URL into the URL field, and then I want to hit Control-Enter, and I want it to open that URL in a new tab. So, yeah. And I've tried it, and it doesn't. If I anyone just, out there could build this, or if you if you know somebody who has, and we just haven't run across it, let yeah. us know. Because I don't want to install another extension that does 50 million things. I just want that. That mm -hmm. seems very intuitive to me. You can Control-Click to open a new tab, stuff like that. Control-Enter. But mostly, uh, Make if, it I, happen. if I see past my, my just... You know, moving into a new browser is like getting a new car. It takes you a while to get used to everything being different. Yes. Um, and it's not that much different from Mozilla, although I liked the old Mozilla classic look. Mm. Uh, but overall, I'm pleased. 
I think it, it launches way faster. It, it which could have it to do. It does launch faster than Mozilla, but Mozilla is a sweet too. But yeah, yeah th- it this could have to fast. do with my moving to a way faster computer <laughs> right before yeah. I installed it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it pops up like a shot, which is awesome. Uh, here at CNET, we have given it an 8.0 rating, and the average user rating is 8.3. But we have not yet awarded it an editor's choice. No. Firefox One got an editor's choice, yes. so it's likely that it might happen. But the editor's choice kind of takes a little while. Yeah, so. we're, and plus, I think we're waiting to see what the security stuff is going to be because one interesting thing about it is it had a whole passel of security updates. Mm. Moving on. Speaking of security, uh, <laughs> Sony, which claimed that they were working as fast as they could to fix any security problems with the root kit. Ooh, ooh. Which, um, and that the, the root way, kit wasn't very dangerous. Oh, yeah. And also said the root kit wasn't very dangerous. Was briefed by F-Secure, apparently, uh, according to a slash dot posting, on about, oh, I don't know, October 4th. Yes. So this is what, 13, two weeks? Two, a month. Two, um, a full month? A full month. Oh, On October, talking... right around Halloween is when Rosinovich's okay. blog came out. So three weeks. Then they met. So then at that point, Sony did nothing. F-Secure sent them a note and was like, hey, I don't know if you know, but your software is being installed as a rootkit, which is not nice. So they weren't completely adamant about how it was dangerous. They met with them then on October 17th. F-Secure, let me make this completely explicit. Yeah. F-Secure met with Sony BMG on October 17th and said, this is an extreme security risk. Period. Yeah. Uh, what more could you say? I know. They knew. They knew. They were told by somebody who knows that it was a not, not a good idea. Right. In fact, it was a bad idea. They yep. didn't do anything about it until it started to hit the press. And then they said, oh, I don't think it's a problem. Most people don't even know what it is. Yeah, when it hit. So there's some chance that they were actually, what Sony BMG says is that they were actually trying to come up with a patch and that they wanted to go public and release a patch at the same time, which I'm skeptical about considering that the patch they released made the problem worse. So they can't have worked that hard on it. Yeah, I, you know, it is beating a dead horse at this point. To a certain extent. Well, yeah, but to a certain come extent. On. I mean, if you're of the it's not the crime, it's the cover up school, then this looks even worse because like not only did Sony agree to the root kit, maybe not know what it is. Veronica has snacks. Veronica just left the room and went and got snacks. <laughs> so if you heard a little I ripping I thought she was sound, recusing herself from <laughs> the Sony chips. conversation, but no. I'm trying to be as distracting as possible. Yeah, I guess she just doesn't want to Bugles part- or Doritos? What is it? Ritz chips. <laughs> she doesn't Ritz chips. want to participate in our podcast today. She only wants to snack. <laughs> and take pictures. All right. Anyway, Sony, ugh, still bad. Got a, few, got a few emails on the Intel TiVo announcement. Uh, basically, Intel wants to partner with TiVo on their PC platform, VIIV, which is not a Roman numeral. Vive. It's, it's, v- it's Vive or is it Vive, Vive or Vive? Vive. It's Vive. It rhymes with okay. Vive. I'm never calling it that. I'm calling it Vive. It's kind of like Centrino in that it's not a chipset. It's a whole platform. Oh. In other words, so we it's, have a, no idea what it it's does. a marketing thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice translation. Okay, so then uh, we, and we don't with know Centrino, what we knew like, well, it's a chipset plus a wireless card. Basically, was what Centrino was. We don't even know what Vive is. It's a it's a an accelerated television <laughs> integration platform. It's a thing. Yeah, it's oh. something to do with television. Oh, okay. It and rhymes then, with oh, Vive. So it says it'll Vive systems will include Vive. Gosh, a configuration wizard that will walk the users through setting up network components using their remote control. Yeah. That's, so that's, if you don't have a Logitech Harmony remote, which you could just get instead of getting a new computer. I, last I checked, uh, configuration wizards and whatnot were software. I know. One thing that I think could be cool 
The systems will have a media server engine that reformats digital content for viewing on a variety of devices. Also software. Right. Also known as TiVo to go. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really know what this is. Jury's out. We'll uh, keep an eye on it yeah, for you. It, it is interesting for Intel to partner with TiVo because does this mean Intel uh will be in all TiVo boxes from here on out. Yeah, I don't know. It also brings rise, like speculation about um, Apple, right. about whether or not it has something to do with TiVo and Apple, but Intel's not saying whether or not this is actually going to work with their new Intel Apple boxes. Isn't it a funny world we live in? Now Intel talking to TiVo is not like, well, this puts the damper on the Apple. It's actually because Apple's with Intel now. Right. It could mean more of a partnership. Well, plus Tiva. we had this discussion the other day about how AMD is overtaking Intel right. now in terms of performance. And so can you imagine if all the because like if Dell, Dell has kind of been flirting mm -hmm. very quietly with switching from Intel to AMD and they've been very loyal to Intel. Say they do. All of a sudden, AMD is the new Intel inside mm -hmm. and Intel is the new, like you said, power PC chip so then that's we, only on Apple. And then you're back to the proprietary hardware thing. <laughs> and we, and we have no more good uh, combination acro you know, like Wintel, right? The Aptel. Whammed. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Weapons of mass. Weapons of Apple mass destruction <laughs> planning. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's a weird world. Back to on? Sony. Uh, Blu-ray, and we're not talking rootkits this time, Blu-ray is expected to be announced, uh, at least the launch plans. This is funny. So there's going to be an announcement about an announcement. Right. They're going to announce their launch plans at CES. Yes. They're, yes. For Blu-ray. Uh, at least that's, that's the speculation. But it does say they still plan to launch the, the high-def format in the spring. Mm -hmm. So we can expect some specific plans then. Meanwhile, we got an email um, talking about how there's a site, apparently, where consumers are basically just protesting the kind of prolonged format war and how we're all going to lose and then the DRM's probably just going to get really bad anyway and dvdsite.org yes. is the address and yeah it's it's basically just sort of summing up all of the reasons why a format war is not really good for anyone right and and what they think that a next generation DVD format should have such as full resolution high definition video signals that can be passed from all kinds of devices and copy protection schemes that protect fair use and backward compatibility you know little things that consumers care about yeah the quote at the end it's well past the time for hollywood and the consumer electronics industry to exercise a little common sense hope springs eternal that's a common theme yes it is amongst people these days in other common sense news, could the FCC eventually allow you to just pay for the dang channels that you want? Talk about common sense. I've been waiting for this pretty much since cable came along. Oh, man, this would be so awesome. You know, when cable got past maybe 30 channels is when I said, look, I don't want all this. I can't right. possibly watch it all. I, I just want to get such and such channel. It also happens when you're like, here of a new channel that's launched and you want to get it. And yeah. you're like, well, oh, we haven't added that to the package yet. Apparently, FCC Chairman Kevin Martin says spoke to a, a forum sponsored by the U.S. Senate Commerce Committee recently and told the forum that the FCC will soon release a report, I'm quoting from News.com, that concludes that offering TV programming a la carte is economically feasible and in the best interest of consumers. Yeah, it totally is. You know, the only issue with this could be that it's very difficult to get a channel launched on cable as it is. Right. And so this could make it more difficult to launch a new cable channel. That is that, true. That'd be the only other thing I could think of. You would have to pimp it pretty hard. Yeah. Because if people are going to be able to choose not to get it, right. you're going to have to do a lot of preview channeling and, and you know, yeah, stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, that works okay with premium channels now. 
with where they, premium channels. Yeah. But that's that's a whole different model than a, if you're launching a free network. Well, it's a whole different model free. now because we don't have a la carte pricing. If you had a la carte pricing, then every ch- every channel that is launched is essentially a bit of a premium channel. So you have to advertise it the same way. You have to do the... the I still think it's a bigger jump to go to to go to a premium channel than it is to just add a channel. Well, how about when a new channel gets added, they put it in automatically and well, that's let a, you yeah, preview I guess that's it for I'm like thinking. a few months yeah. and yeah. then you yeah. can and decide you if you want time. to keep it or not. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, it could be a rotating list of those, but it puts more control over the launching in the hands of the cable companies, which television networks aren't going to like. Right. All right, we're going to come back with some Apple rumors, free PCs, and desktop Linux. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. So the Apple rumors continue to grow. I know, it's ramping up and ramping up. But this, there's one thing that I think is actually just kind of awesome, which is that there have been all these rumors, obviously, rampant speculation about them launching Intel laptops. And <laughs> today, though, it's official because some analysts said they oh. think it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, this is the news.com story. Yeah, Citigroup analyst Richard Gardner says he thinks that the Intel laptops will probably come as early as January, which should drive earnings higher. And the difference between rumor sites saying Intel laptops are going to come at Macworld and Citigroup saying it is that one <laughs> makes Apple's stock go up. Yeah, and right. And it ain't the rumor sites. There's so many good rumors. Did you hear about the um, the <laughs> Apple camera? Her eyes are glowing. Via dig.com. That's where I we're going to get oh, to next. Yeah. Oh, the oh, Apple, oh, yes. Uh, the Apple filed a patent. I should read the email. <laughs> Apple files a patent that references a digital camera. Would that be a surprise at Macworld? Says da, da, Maximum da. News. Apple had a digital camera. Yeah. Well, yeah, they kind of still yeah. do. The Quick Take. Yeah. Well, no, it was discontinued in yeah, 1997. But I mean, the eyesight can sort of. No. Oh, no. <laughs> it's pre- Sorry, Tom. Well, you can no. carry around your laptop no. with you. It's like they're trying no. to personally meet all my needs all in Aww. one conference. Oh, like I can't a DVR, take it. A new camera, <laughs> all on my frugal list, and now it's given to me at MacWorld. You think all of those are going to happen at MacWorld? It could. You will quit. Wow, you'll be the happiest we're person a- on earth. We're having like a little fangirl moment in Wee. here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back down to earth with some Wi-Fi talk. Yeah. Yeah, she just reached for the bag of chips. I know. Uh, New Orleans. And back to the Ritz. The city of New Orleans is going to deploy a free citywide Wi-Fi, but the catch is that in the state of Louisiana, there is a law preventing municipalities uh, from running high-speed internet. Mm -hmm. In fact, from offering access speeds in excess of 144 kilobytes per second. So... Uh, <laughs> How are we at the... Okay. It'll be interesting when the state of emergency ends in New Orleans, if they've got this free Wi-Fi up, what happens? Right. Will they have to out? Will they have to like sell it to someone? Yeah, or you know, can will they make them shut it down? And these kind of these kind of laws are just anti-public. Well, aren't after everything settles down, aren't they knocking it down to one twenty-eight kilobytes per second? Oh, is that how they're going to do it? Yeah. Okay. They're, it's at like five. What's, what's it's at five twelve. Five twelve. Yeah. And then they're going to knock it back down to nice. So after. oh, there's no more emergency, so you have to surf slower now. Yeah, which is ridiculous. What? How have we gotten to the point where there are laws in place? to keep consumers from getting anything from their, the, the governments to which they pay taxes so that we can protect corporations. 
and their profits? That's Seriously? Not, certainly not free market. How is it the responsibility of law to protect the profits of any given corporation? It is your job as a member of the free market to do a good enough job with your business to stay in business. It is my, my job as a consumer to like have my representatives acting on your behalf and not mine. It would be sort of like Ugh. if they said, well, you know what? The United States Post Office is, is really bad for uh, Federal Express and UPS. So yes, we're it is it, just so exactly we're making, like that. We're making it against the law for them to ship packages. They can still deliver letters because nobody else does that. But anything over five ounces can't be delivered by the post office. Yes, it is just exactly like that. If someone in your county, state, or city is trying to pass a law to this effect... Please don't let them. Please send them letters. I feel like I'm constantly agitating for this, but I find it unbelievable You're the extent agitating. to which we protect corporate profits in this country. Ugh. Wow. You I know, just, a lot of people don't want I'm government. I'm about that. Government-funded Wi-Fi, so, though. What's that? I've read on a lot of different blogs that a lot of people don't want government-funded Wi-Fi. Well, they don't have to take advantage of it. Because they're paranoid. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to use it. I'm not really sure what the argument is against it. I don't want my government telling me, I'm sorry, I can't give you Wi-Fi even if you want it because Verizon gets to. The yeah. conspiracy could be that the government it. would run out all the competition and make it only available through them, and then they would have access to all your information and all your browsing records yes, and be the ISP. Yes, so okay. that's okay. I mean, that's that's the opposite side that of it. End, yeah, and I see that <laughs> so, too. But I don't think there should be a like, law. Yeah, they would totally do that. I don't <laughs> think there should be a law preventing it either. No, no. What brand of soap? Well, is and that, that is why FedEx and UPS are doing better than the post office, and the post office is in trouble because they have come in with better business. Yep. And so business always should have the opportunity to trump government, but it shouldn't trump government to the point where there are laws against government doing what the businesses are doing. Where I think it may be reasonable to expect government inf- intervention is in 911. Nice. Where uh, Vonage Segway King. may be prevented from uh, signing up new customers by the F- FCC because the deadline has passed for them to provide what is called reliable and 911 service. They do provide 911 service, but it doesn't meet the criteria set out by the FCC. Right, it has to be E911, mm-hmm. which is advanced, kind of tells them where you are. Yeah, this is just a really interesting story overall. I have to admit, the whole 911 thing and it. what I think gets lost is that people think that VoIP doesn't offer any 911 services. No, and it does. And it does, but it doesn't offer E911. So well, I don't know, we'll see what happens with that. Now, remember we were talking about the $100 laptops oh, several weeks back, uh, Mr. Negroponte and his $100 laptop initiative to provide cheap laptops to the world. Mm -hmm. There is now a different program. I saw this on Boing Boing. Uh, Asia Total is offering free computers called ITPCs. They're free, but they're desktop computers. They are lined with hotkeys that take their users to sponsors' retail websites. That's how, so they're not really free. They're sort of free. They're unsupported um, in the extreme. They're, they're proprietary. They run, they run Windows CE, or as I like to call it, Wince, and they plug <laughs> into the wall instead of running on hand crank power like the laptops, which uh-huh. you can crank up a battery on the laptops, and they don't have Wi-Fi. They use a modem line. So you need power and a phone line. Yeah. And an interest and in advertising. Up, but then they're free. But then they're free. And we were chatting, we shouldn't have chatted so much, we were chatting before the podcast over whether in, in some less advantaged areas whether a phone line modem would be more valuable or not simply because they might not have wi-fi access right but i think that but the they also might not have a phone line or power it's easier for for infrastructure to come in and post a pipe or mm-hmm. post a, a signal and say i'm providing wi-fi to a whole area than it is for them to roll out an isp over the uh, over the modems yes it's a whole lot true. easier to just plant a spike in the ground yeah i don't know about ad supported i to me that feels gross that feels like you're not helping you're just looking for an opportunity to exploit in the future mm-hmm. and that's not 
It, this is obviously much less altruistic in some ways than Negroponte's project because that's just, that is just about empowering you. You can afford to buy a computer and then you can take advantage of all that it can offer you. Plus laptops are, uh, are, are actually uh, portable. Right. And I don't know, the $100 laptops may also have a modem on them. Yeah. I think they may. They, they, it's, it's that the free PCs don't have don't Wi-Fi. Don't have Wi-Fi. They only have the modem. Of course, you could probably add it. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to give this a big old buzz off, but now I think that's kind of unfair. But I don't think this is that cool. All right. On to the bits and bits. Uh, there was an interesting posting on Slashdot about desktop Linux. There was a survey about whether companies had adopted Linux and for what reasons. And it found that most companies that adopted Linux on the desktop did not do so because of price. They did not do so (laughs) because of security. They did it because either the employees whined about it long enough that they're like, well, so many employees wanted it, we had to do it, or because their other competitors did it. (laughs) And that I kind of love, peer pressure. (laughs) Well, um, mega widget across the street all rolled out desktop linux so uh, we better we jump all over that roll out i love it linux. it's the it's the total um the keeping up with the joneses approach mm-hmm. that is how it will propagate if you are too afraid not to be the cool kid you will install linux <laughs> microsoft testing its own google base yeah we don't have a lot of details on this yes <laughs> yes you don't. there was There's a story uh, on eweek more We're, things to be confusing. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Microsoft's going to get into the whole classified advertising game. That seems to be the, the yes. upshot of it. They have an online marketplace codenamed Fremont. Apparently, could 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 rival Google Base if indeed Google Base were intended to be an online marketplace, which it maybe is or maybe isn't. Yeah, if they had any idea what they were competing against. Yeah, this this actually is very similar to the desktop Linux story. Hmm. Well, Google did that thing. We should do that thing. You know, the best I- irony is that my that Internet again? Explorer here just crashed right as, right as we started <laughs> talking about that. Uh-oh. And it's not... I have Firefox on my sh- machine upstairs. It's this machine down here that has Internet Explorer. I'll take over. And I can't install anything on it. Right. Such as Firefox. First face transplant. First ever. <sighs> the BBC is reporting that surgeons in France have performed the first ever... Icky, ooey, grosso face transplant. That's what it says. And when, when Veronica puts those pictures on the <laughs> no, uh, on the Flickr group, then you'll know that Molly and I also had face transplants. <laughs> they switched. Because, yeah, I now have Molly's face. <laughs> Ew. This was one of the more disturbing stories I read today. It's pretty gross. It says the ethical concerns of a face transplant and the psychological impact to the patient of looking different has held back research. Mm-hmm. On face transplant. It's not exactly face off with John Travolta. I was just going mean, to say, did you see thing. that movie? It's got the nose and the lips. Yeah, right? it's, it's just, not it's yet, about but it's re- going to be. It's about remolding the face because when I was in high school, actually, our special education teacher had a uh, leaf fire blow up in his face and it yeah. just turned his face into a mask. <laughs> and in this case, they did. And I mean, so with we, this kind of surgery, he could have a normal looking face. Yeah, and we're saying it's gross, but the, what they did is transplant live tissue th- to a 36 year old woman whose face had been destroyed by a dog. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah. I mean, this is. Really great technology, but it... it, it yeah, it just ugh. sounds weird it at sounds... first blanche. It's not like they're taking someone's face <laughs> and they're going to look like that other person. Well, it just goes to show the psychological Ooh. attachment that we have to yeah. the right. face. You but know, the really like, icky yeah. gross part is that the person, you know, was in a coma, not dead, that they took the face from. Ew! Really? <laughs> yeah, they were oh, brain dead, but they were alive. They're going to wake up and go, uh, where's my face? <laughs> but they're not going to wake up because they're brain dead. Right. Okay. Well, no, we that's get, different. That's a whole other controversy. Okay, we better get off the topic right <laughs> hey, now. Hey, right look, look, what's a Costco? Dell. Hey, yay. Dude, you can get a Dell at Costco. <laughs> six Dell, pack? Um, apparently, so as you know, probably you could previously only buy Dell direct. And now you can get it at Costco. That's because Costco is awesome. And they get stuff that no one else has. That's all right. all I'm saying. 
we have a couple of new additions to the Buzz fandom. Uh, here's a voicemail from Adam in New York. Hey, Tom and Molly. Uh, this is Adam in New York. So in the spirit of the Wikipedia, Flickr, and um, what's the other one, Frapper, um, Buzz Out Loud groups, I decided to make a Friendster group because I'm not exactly on either of those, the other two, but I'm on Friendster, and so are a bunch of other people. So um, the if you search Buzz Out Loud, all three of those words with spaces in between them, um, it, that's the username, and then the last name is CNET. So hope you guys uh, had a great day and ate your food, and I love your show. Thanks. Bye. This is great. Yeah. Thank you. So we're f- extraordinarily flattered we by are. all of this. We are. I love our loving community. I don't uh, know. We have time to participate in all of them, but we'll, we'll <laughs> definitely keep, I wish we could. keep track. We'll I'll, I'll join. I'll join. I don't know how active I could be, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we're always here and we're on the forums and, and email buzz at cnet.com. And it's so, awesome. Yeah. Thank there's you. a guy started a blog for us too. Yeah. There's um, buzzoutloud.blog or blogspot.com. Uh-huh. And that's a, a little little blog going on. That's too. way cool. I've I've commented on it already. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah it's really see. nice. He says he doesn't have time, but he doesn't do any other work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email from Todd who took me to task for saying that AMD and Intel sales are neck and neck, and not pointing out that that is retail sales, not total sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd claims to own AMD and Intel. He's just pointing it out that that that's a little bit of spin, and that's true. Uh, if you take total sales, which includes Factory Direct, for instance, Intel provides Dell, as we talked about earlier in this very podcast, true, uh, with all of their chips, and Dell does not do any AMD chips. So you throw that in there, and obviously Intel is outselling AMD. But if you're talking about going to a store, they're neck and neck. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. So uh, thanks, we also, thanks, Todd, for the correction. Yes. We also got an email from Jeff directed at Veronica. The DV, the Comcast DVR, contrary to yesterday's email, in which um, it sucked with 10 U's, mm-hmm. only the Comcast DVR, according to Jeff, only slightly sucks. Primarily because it's much better than ABCR. But oh. really, what well. isn't? <laughs> Good. So, in my opinion, dude, TiVo. Well, you know what's going to happen now. <laughs> what? Well, we got it. We got the note, you know, saying, "Well, it, it only slightly sucks." And now there's going to be something like, "No, no, no, it no, totally no. sucks." Yeah. Okay. All right. Veronica's getting a TiVo. End of discussion. Especially when the <laughs> Apple DVR comes out with TiVo on it. Uh, <laughs> Five hundred forty-three members on our Frapper map. Shout out to Brian in Oklahoma City. Thanks for uh, thanks for your note and the picture of your laptop. You can always email us, buzz at cnet.com, post in our forums, forums.cnet.com, or give us a call, 1-800-616-CNET. Thanks. Bye. 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 Oh. Act natural. <laughs> Act natural. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>